Welcome to the week seven edition of the Waiver Wire Show for the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, halftime literally just happened a second ago before we started recording on Monday Night Football. The Falcons are up 10 uh, 3 against the Giants. It's been a bit of a snore, uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, man, it has not been as exciting as I thought it would be. Uh, as someone who does a little bit of wagering, I bet the over on this game, and I am not looking like I'm going to win that one. So yeah, yeah. I, it's I would, been uh, uh, it's been a little sad to watch. I I would uh, would not be happy right now if I saw that. But uh, hopefully things open up here in the, in the second half because I got a lot riding on this game. I got some Barkley shares, some OBJ, some you know a little bit of everything. I need you to not score points with Matt Ryan. So I can go seven and zero in the listener league. Yeah, we got a barn burner going. I think I'm down by about fifteen at halftime. So, a couple of or touchdowns up, in the second half. And that or no, you're down. down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be fun. But we're here to talk about a couple of waiver wire options we have for week seven. A uh, couple of interesting ones, honestly. I mean, we had some news. Uh, we had a couple of red shirts reports come out this week on Twitter. If you haven't seen those, definitely follow our Twitter at uh, redshirtsffpod, and you can get that instant. Well, as instant as we are able to do, we do have daytime <laughs> jobs, uh, uh, information on, on this big news that's happening. So, I mean, we'll talk about some of the big stuff on the main pod this week, but, uh, you know, the, the real quick and dirty is that Amari Cooper got traded to the Cowboys and Marshawn Lynch got put on IR. And then there's was, there was a few other bits of news and notes, but that was just today. So keep, keep your eyes peeled on Twitter for that. But we'll, we'll be talking about a few of those guys here on this episode. So... Let's just start from the top. We'll go through some quarterback options, and and honestly, these are probably more of streaming options. I don't know if they're long term type of deals, but uh, just just some options. We're going into like a bye week hell. I mean, seven week seven starts to get a little bit dicier when it comes to the bye weeks. Uh, I don't have the list pulled up in front of me, but I will in one second. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a ton of teams on bye. Yeah, so it's the Packers. Uh, this week is yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the Packers, the Raiders, the Seahawks, and the Steelers. So that's at least three quarterbacks that are probably starting uh, in most leagues. So you're going to need some streaming options. So the top one is Joe Flacco, and this is like a this is a minimum bid like option. But he's been solid lately, and the connection between him and John Brown has been good. My uh, start of the week, Willie Snead did not look so good last week, but things have been going pretty well with them overall. And Crabtree's been pretty dang good, and they have like 30 tight ends. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> Chill Flacco has been all right. Yeah, dude, how did uh, how did Okada and I do on the pod discussing your start of the week and Willie Sneed? Did we get all your nerdy statistics correct? Uh, yeah, it was okay. You guys did. Okay. Yeah, I like how you looked up what uh, the weighted opportunity rating was, and uh, you still had no idea what it was. So that was that was pretty funny. No, it's regardless. It, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Or no, no, been... it wasn't. It wasn't weighted opportunity rate. It was uh, the receiver air yard conversion rate. Yeah. So oh, yeah, the race car, Ra- racer. racer, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Flacco's, but, Flacco's been okay for me. I I can see where you're coming from with this ad, but for me, he's got Carolina next week, and he's on the road two weeks prior to this past week, just 11 and 12 fantasy points. So I'm not super excited about him this week, but I will say in two weeks he gets Pittsburgh. He played them already once this year earlier in the season, and when he did, he had 363 yards and two touchdowns. So. I agree for that matchup. He is definitely on the streaming radar for me. 
The last time he played the Panthers, he went for 327 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions with a 137 rating on the day. So, you know, that, that really doesn't that doesn't mean a whole lot. It was a couple years ago now. But, uh, no, I, I think he's going to be okay. I mean, he just has the options there. But we can move on to – Yeah, not short of targets and weapons for sure. Absolutely. Um, but the other QB we have on the list this week is Mitch Trubisky, who's probably starting to break out, uh, so to speak. I mean – Things have been popping off in Chicago. Uh, they did not walk away with the win this last week, unfortunately. But uh, th- that did you see that that hail mary pass at the end of the game? Dude, that was what incredible. What a game! What a finish! That was a fun game. I didn't get to watch all Josh of it, Gordon but I saw that. For it and yeah. whiffed it though at the end. Did you see that? Yeah. Yep. yep. Whiffed it. So um, I was actually but- seeing one of the beat reporters at the end said that they actually practiced that play a lot in practice and that they're taught to just have one guy go up for the ball and the rest stand on the ground and wait for the receiver to potentially catch the ball. And when they do, you know, there's like six or seven guys around him to actually tackle him, and it worked really? perfectly for them Wow! at the end. Yeah, but uh, Mitch has three games in a row with over 300 yards. He has at least two passing touchdowns in each of those games. He's been solid recently, and uh, two of those three teams were against decent defenses. So, um yeah, you know, spend a buck or two. And, and definitely he's worth a play this week against the Jets. I think it's a, a fair enough matchup where he'll be able to get something done. But uh, could be uh, an every week starter. I mean, soon enough he was drafted to be one. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely provided a ton of value on the ground with his legs in the rushing uh, category here for his statistics. And that floor is so valuable, as we always see from fantasy quarterbacks. Back-to-back weeks with a rushing touchdown. Last week, over oh, yeah. 40 yards rushing. This week, over 80. Um, and when he adds 40 yards or more, that's basically the equivalent of a passing touchdown, which, you know, in, in fantasy is is gold. So, yeah, if he's going to rush, I love it. Yeah, well, let's let's move on over to the running back position. Let's, let's touch on this Marshawn Lynch news that we just had today. Uh, he's been sent to the IR, and, and it was for... That was a hamstring? No, what was it for him? He's been called a groin injury. It's actually more of a core muscle injury. He was seen recently in in Philadelphia, which is where all these uh, professional athletes go to see a guy by the name of Dr. Myers. He does a lot of hernia surgeries and core muscle repair surgeries and those kind of things. So um, that's what it's being called as. Sometimes, you, you know, it's called a groin injury, a core muscle injury. It's kind of sometimes all one and the same, depending on what's going on. But regardless, yeah, he's on IR and his season is pretty much over for for fantasy football. Yeah, so obviously the two main beneficiaries here are going to be either Doug Martin or Jalen Richard, um, more of a pass catching back in that offense uh, so far this season has not been used much between the tackles. But uh, what I mean, which one of these two do you want more? I know my for answer. me, it's a hundred percent easy answer, Jalen Richard. Uh, yep, agreed. I just. I've been in the Doug Martin trap before, and I, I don't want to go there again ever. Um, but when you look at what Marshawn Lynch recently, like you know, the last couple of weeks, he just hasn't gotten much opportunity because of the fact that the team is so bad and they're behind so much, which heavily favors Richard in the passing game. So out of those two guys, it's easy Richard for me. Yeah, I agree. And now that Amari Cooper has been traded, there's going to be more targets to go around. And I can only imagine that uh, between Lynch going out and and Cooper being traded, that that a, a ton of work is going to go to Richard. It might be 
10 targets a game for this guy, and he's already getting like five or six right now uh, per game. So it's, yeah, I mean, PPR weapon. He's, I looked at his stats. He had like double digit fantasy scores four out of the six weeks so far or something like that in PPR. So uh, 100% worth adding. And I'll probably spend up to around 15% of my fab budget on him. Are you, how yeah, you I'm right that? there in lockstep with you there. 15% sounds great to me, and I put the same exact thing here uh, that I would spend on him because of the fact, like you mentioned, his floor is so safe and his role right now is so secure in that offense with you know, them just being so void of any playmakers and weapons in the offense. So uh, he'll be there for a while because he is not a first-round pick, so yeah. John Gruden wants him for sure. Will, uh, will you touch Doug Martin at all in any leagues? I mean, is it uh, like our worth listener league? I actually did pick him up as a speculative ad. 16 it's a 16 teams, teamer. Yeah. You're just going to call me out on that for, for doing that. No, no, that makes that. sense. I'm saying like, that's an idea. <laughs> that's, that's a situation where it's worth doing and there's no, uh, bad feelings about it. No, I, I completely with you there. Yeah. I thought you were trolling me cause I picked no. him up. Um, yeah, it was, it was not an exciting ad, uh, for sure. But in deeper formats, uh, where, you know, everyone's scrambling for running back help. He's worth an ad in you know those later, longer formats where you have more teams. Yeah, deep league, a uh, couple bucks. Don't don't waste fab on Doug Martin. He's gross. I I, I talked about it at length earlier this offseason. But anyway, yeah, he's let's done. let's move over to a 49ers running back who's kind of picked up maybe a little bit of steam here. It's Raheem Mostert, Mustard, I believe it is. Colonel Mustard. Mustard, yep. Yeah. Mustard. Um <laughs> so He's been kind of filling in for Matt Breida, who seems to get injured every single week of the year so far. And uh, I don't know, what what isn't injured on Breida right now? Can you tell me that? Uh, God only knows. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> speak to that. Uh, he re-aggravated his ankle injury, which he's been dealing with for the past two weeks. We talked about it at length on the pods previously, uh, how this high ankle sprain for me was concerning. And I was actually shocked that he played two Monday nights ago. Yeah, in their game, and he aggravated it again this past week. So he just came out to the media and spoke himself, saying that he's not playing at one hundred percent, and that he needs to just take a step back and allow these other healthy running backs to take the workload while he is still recovering. So uh, I would fully expect Brady to sit this week and potentially longer. Yeah, and uh, so the last three weeks he's had five carries, twelve carries, seven carries, and maybe a couple of targets sprinkled in. I think that he could pick up the pass catching work if, like we saw last week, he had four targets, four receptions. Um, that Matt Breida is going to be leaving out, and I understand uh, Alfred Morris is going to be playing and going to be fine, but he's been kind of lackluster this year. So uh, Raheem kind of shows a little bit of upside. I don't know. I'll drop a couple bucks uh, if I'm, you know, if if I need a running back. Yeah, and I think I agree with you. He's worth a couple bucks to see kind of what happens there. Uh, we've seen him be okay with the limited work that he's get, he's got so far. If he gets even more work out of the backfield, you know, certainly you could see some upside there. I will say, like you mentioned, the the pass catching is really where he's going to add a lot of his value because you know we've seen C.J. Beathard just check it down play after play, and uh, Breda was getting a lot of that work, and obviously now he won't be there. So yeah, I think most uh, mustard's going to be. A guy that can add some value through the pass passing I, attack. I prefer catch up, but I think I'll let it slide this time. But I'm ching. Yeah, yeah, I'm real good. <laughs> yeah, you got you to get a drop for that. I, I do need uh I do need that. But uh, let's let's go on over and talk about some Buffalo's 
Buffalo Bills running backs because nothing excites me more than that. Uh, but LaShawn McCoy got injured this last game. And now they said it was a head injury and they say he has a concussion. But did you see his leg get twisted up on that play? Did you watch that play? Yeah. The thing that I saw the first, you know, when they first showed it, I was like, oh, man, his right ankle is definitely going to be injured. And then nothing came out about yeah. that. So I'm still not going to be surprised if he's listed on the injury report, not only with the head injury and the concussion, but also with the ankle injury, because that did look pretty nasty. Yeah, and I tell you what, when LaShawn McCoy actually gets injured enough to the point where he doesn't come back into the game, he's actually injured. So, um, Yeah, he's the king of the fake ACL tear and then right back in there. Yeah, so the options behind him are Chris Ivory and Marcus Murphy. Uh, I think that between the two, people are going to naturally go for Chris Ivory. It's a known name. He's kind of done some stuff before uh, with the Jets. Uh, previously was his last like actually important year, but uh, he's 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 been okay in the wake of McCoy. But I think Marcus Murphy kind of flashes a little bit of uh, mischievous upside in terms of he only had a couple rushes, but he went off for like 48 yards or something like that. Uh, this last game in the wake of McCoy. So I probably won't spend any money on Ivory because someone will probably bid 5 6 7%, and I just don't want to do that. But Marcus Murphy, I'll, I'll gladly add for a dollar or two and stash him. So mischievous. Mischievous. That Marcus Murphy had. <laughs> uh, no, it is, a, it is a definitely interesting take. I agree with you that I think most people are going to gravitate towards the known name in Ivory. Uh, he was okay last week, 16 for 81 uh total total yards yeah new england hasn't been great against the run they're giving up 4.6 yards per carry this year so they're not exactly the most stout defense against the run um but they play on monday night football and it's going to be a game where the bills are definitely in a negative game script and so uh, at that point you've got to expect marcus murphy to get a little bit more run in the passing game than chris ivory and just in general it's not really a situation that i'm super excited to, to add to my roster so i'll probably pass on both of these guys this week yeah i mean and talking about running backs who get injured, Chris Ivory fits that mold as well. So um, I'm not going to talk about Ivory like he's ready to step in and take 20 carries a game and be ready to to take over here and, and not get injured himself. So I, I like Murphy. I think he's kind of an intriguing, you know, dart kind of a thing in deeper leagues. But um, if you want to add Ivory, by all means, just don't expect every week production out of him like he had in week six. Yeah, for sure. Definitely temper expectations. If you're if you're gonna be, you know, bold enough to actually hit the submit button in your lineup, which I commend you if you actually do start him, uh, <laughs> definitely temper your expectations. And speaking of tempering expectations, uh, Devonte Booker ends up on the waiver wire report because uh, Royce Freeman unfortunately has sprained his ankle. So I don't know. How do you feel about the Royce Freeman injury? And is it worth? I I, I know you hate Booker, but is it worth rostering him? Uh, you asked me this question and you know, my answer is wants to be no, uh, but absolutely. I mean, he's, he's worth a speculative ad. I think again, deeper formats for me. Um, the team is coming out saying that, you know, Royce Freeman actually looks like he does have a chance to play this week. That remains to be seen. So the practice reports are going to kind of tell us the story there. But, um, if he does play, obviously Booker becomes obsolete. If he sits deeper leagues, PPR formats. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's follow the news, and uh, I I probably oh god, I can't even tell you to add him. I, I put him on here because you know <laughs> Freeman Freeman got injured, but unfortunately, I don't think he's worth rostering. He's you know Philip Lindsay, 
stole the show from Freeman, Booker's not going to steal the show back from Lindsay. It's just not going to happen. So, um, yeah, I, I had to talk about him though, just because that that Freeman injury. But and then and then last on the running backs, this is kind of a, a, another service announcement. If Marlon Mack is for some reason on your waiver wire, you need to bid considerable money to pick him up. And I'm talking like rain. close to 100% of your remaining fab. How do you feel about that? Yeah, he's owned in just 56% of leagues, which to me is pretty shocking. Um, he is the last starting running back on waivers that you know is going to be just that, a starting running back weekly uh, for this team. I've kind of been saying all along that I like Jordan Wilkins long-term, but this year Marlon Mack has definitely proved that he's the guy and, and he's going to get the work moving forward. Um, I agree with you. I think you need to spend considerable money to make sure that you get his services on your roster. However, I'm going to go a little lower than you. I would say maybe about 80% of what I have left to go get him. My whole thing with him is that I think his his full upside is capped by the fact that the Colts, yes, they looked good this past week, but they were playing the Bills. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be trailing more often than not, and when they trail, Naheem Hines gets more work. So I, I definitely think he's worth an ad and spending money on, but I say I'm a little lower on him than you relative to how much fab I'm willing to spend. Sure. No, I mean, that's fair. It's just at this point of the season, I I, I almost guarantee there's rosters out there that don't have – uh, like a third running back that's capable of getting more than 10 targets or excuse me, 10 touches a game, almost guaranteed. And I think Marlon Mack has that. So uh, on that basis alone, he's definitely worth a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, you said too, he's, you're going to spend a lot of fab, but um, yeah, kind of the point to, to get a starting running back at this point in the season, that's when you got to start doling out the money. And at the, and that's all I'm trying to say. So now nah, I'm with you there. Yeah. And with, yeah. And with each week that passes your fab, spending has to increase because the chances for you to use it obviously go down and down with each week that passes. And we're right in the thick of the season, man. We're halfway through and it's crazy to say, but yeah, it's, it's time to definitely spend up. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I know I've heard from some people that they're like, Oh, I need to save fab for later in the season to pick up uh, defenses and kickers and stuff. If they're in your leagues. And I'm like, no, like just zero bid or get free agents. It don't, don't worry about fab for that stuff. Like, if you need it in the middle of the season to try and find an every week starter at either of those positions, yeah, sure, drop a couple bucks. But later in the season, you do not need to save that. Uh, if you have a guy like Marlon Mack or someone close to that, you got to go get him. So anyway, service announcement there. Also but, service announcement, take kickers out of fantasy. Well, yeah, that's probably it's true been as so well. Bad. It's been yeah. so bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Justin, it, Justin Tucker missed a kick. He never misses. He missed an extra point even. His yeah, first, his yeah. first one since high school. Did you hear that? I did. That is he, absurd. He's yeah, automatic. Anyway, let's uh, let's stop talking about kickers on this waiver episode. <laughs> but uh, let's move over to the wide receiver category. I think there's a couple of intriguing names this week. Uh, the first one that I put on the list here personally was uh, Christian Kirk, and the reason that he intrigues me is not really because of what he's been doing. He's been doing okay. I mean, he hasn't been putting up stellar weeks, but definitely something that you wouldn't be upset with if you uh, had started him. He's only 26% owned, but Mike McCoy got fired, finally, from the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, DJ owners are celebrating. Rejoice, rejoice. And honestly, I think anyone who has uh, any shares in that offense should be celebrating. So that leads me to go getting guys like Christian Kirk, uh, who will probably end up growing... Growing up with Josh Rosen, I don't really know how to describe that. Like 
They're they're both coming into this team at the same time. They're going to have a new offensive coordinator. They're, yeah, that? exactly. Larry Fitzgerald is great, but he's he's on his way out, and that just that's just the way it is. Uh, invest in the future, and I think the future is Christian Kirk. I'll spend like three or four bucks to go get him. Yeah, I think that that's amount that amount is fair to spend on him. I agree. I think that he is going to be a very nice player in this league moving forward. As far as the immediate future, these next couple of weeks. Unfortunately, he's on bye after this week. He gets San Francisco this week, so it's mm. a good matchup. He goes on bye, so you might have to either drop him or if you don't get him this week, look for him on waivers next week because That's a good point. Know, an opponent could drop him. Then he gets Kansas City, and then they get Oakland. So he's got three favorable matchups the next four weeks. Uh, so I'm excited with, to see what he can do and what the whole offense can do now that McCoy is not in town. I love it. Excellent point there, Betts. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on over to... Traquan Smith, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. I originally was going to have him and Cam Meredith on this list, but Cam Meredith did not log a target in week six after Ted Ginn got put on IR. And so... Yeah, kind of shocking. Yeah, I... Man, I thought it was going to be Meredith. I mean, he had more work coming in this season. He's, you know, quote-unquote more experienced. Uh, He's just... I thought he was going to be the guy to step in, but... Traquan Smith, uh, Smith probably fits the Ted Ginn role a little bit better. He's a he's a fast guy, and he can really play that burner role a little bit better, I think. So, um, worth a look. I mean, this last week he uh, he had a pretty good day. He caught you know just three of his six targets for forty four yards. Uh, but the week before he had a huge two touchdown game. He's he's someone to keep an eye on at least, and you could probably get him cheap this week off the the less than okay performance, um, and get him going and- forward. Yeah, and honestly, the matchup that they you know they played Baltimore and the Ravens yeah. secondary is elite. You could argue it's up there, close to if not tied with Jacksonville for the best in the NFL. And I totally am okay with that happening to Traquan Smith as a rookie. Drew Brees didn't have his best game, but I mean this offense is one of the the best in the league. And if you get a receiver that's part of that, absolutely grab him and see what he can do with him being the number two there behind Michael Thomas. So unfortunately, the next couple of weeks are not so hot. It's the Vikings and then the Rams, uh, but then after that, or actually even further beyond, it's I think it's time to start looking at playoff matchups uh, if you want to get real dicey. Uh, it's maybe maybe at the very early part of that window, but uh, week fourteen he gets the Buccaneers, fifteen the Panthers, and sixteen the Steelers. So that's worth wow. kind of thinking incredible. about. Yeah, that's a good lineup there for your playoffs. So. Uh, could be one of those season winner type guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's roll through a couple of quick ones here. Uh, let's go Cortland Sutton. I think this is really just because there's rumors of Demarius Thomas and even Emmanuel Sanders being traded. So get them for a dollar and, and hope that happens. I mean, that's really all it is, and I just want to put his name out there. Yeah. Exciting on rookie, and he's looked great when he's gotten an opportunity. Um, like you mentioned, if either of those guys does get traded, he immediately slots in as a, a startable asset in fantasy, I believe. And I will say, in the future, next year and beyond, he is going to be a star in the NFL. Did you see that catch he made on Thursday Night Football? Uh, I did, yes. It was outstanding. Full stretch across the goal line, yeah. He's he's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but someone to keep an eye on for now. I'm, you know, not worth investing heavily into but last on this list we're going to talk about chris hogan yeah chris hogan is on the the waiver wire show he's 50 percent owned which means he's way down from 
Uh, early in the season, he was probably near 100% owned, and he has been pretty bad. And then with Josh Gordon being in the mix, you know, things got kind of rough for him there. So now I understand you kind of like him because Gronk's banged up. Tell, tell me how you feel about that. I do. I play in a dynasty league where I own both Gronk and Chris Hogan. And this past week, I was scrambling to see who I would actually plug in my lineup. And I looked and I said, oh, Chris Hogan, Hmm. you are my old friend. Uh, And he came out seven targets, six catches, 63 yards. So if Gronk sits, I mean, the amount that this team throws the ball, now that Sony Michelle is hurt, I believe they're going to lean even more on the passing game uh, this week and moving forward over the next couple of weeks. So if Gronk sits, you know he's dealing with that back injury which we really don't know much about he -hmm. has a history of multiple back surgeries um, in his injury history so this is not something to just kind of ignore and brush to the side if he sits hogan becomes an immediate beneficiary to me and definitely a wide receiver three wide receiver four type of play uh, which you know you didn't draft him to be but certainly it could be a startable asset with these bye weeks coming up yeah i try and say to don't 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 get jaded by nfl players and fantasy football but boy am i friggin' jaded by uh, Chris Hogan in the start of the season. So it, uh, I've dropped him in some leagues, so I probably will not pick him up. But uh, oh, I, 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 I can I see too. I can see the understanding here with, with Gronk being out. So good call. Um, let's uh, There's one tight end. I mean, honestly, there was like nothing to talk about for tight ends that we haven't already talked about. But Chris Herndon, uh, he is a tight end that plays for the Jets, if you did not know that. And I bet you some of you didn't. But... He has now a touchdown each last two weeks. He had, I think it was five receptions, four or five receptions this last week as well for a handful of yards. I mean, in the tight end world, that's worth uh, taking a look at. So I guess that's just yeah, a name to keep track one, of. That's a, that's a tight end one right there. Yeah, oh my God, unfortunately. Not bad. But uh, I'm not saying run out and get this guy. I'm saying if you want to try and sneak in a, a no-namer, throw a dollar at him. Go minimum bid. I mean you'd have to have lost Gronk or something to be this desperate. But anyway, uh, and then last but not least, we got a, we got a defense. We got a defense to talk about. And uh, go ahead and tell us why. The Patriots get to play a minor net football against the Derek Anderson-led Bills, which we saw the Colts come out and have a great day yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. And this is going to be the chalkiest play of the week in, in DFS type of formats. But uh, I love the Pats D this week, and they were great last week. Blocked punt, and uh, Cordell Patterson returned to kickoff for a touchdown. So uh, I expect another big week from that defense here next week. Yeah, starting a defense against the Bills is, is free points. I mean, it's like double-digit points almost guaranteed, it seems like, at this point. So, yeah. Can you, you might imagine need- if that was Nathan Peterman, though? Oh my God, it'd be even better. But uh, you might you might have to spend a couple bucks to get the Patriots if they're still on waivers, um, because other other people are going to be trying to do the same exact thing. So you might need to spend two three dollars to get them. Just a heads up. Yep, I agree with that. And I, I think for this week, especially if you're a team that you know you're going out and you need to win this week to get yourself a winning record or push for the playoffs, I think it's worth spending those couple bucks to go get them. Yep, I, I like it. Good call. All right, bets. Well. Uh, we had some fun names in there this week, I think, a little bit better. But uh, how about yeah, we go some back? Mischievous names too. Yeah, mischievous. Mark let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's go watch the rest of this Monday Night Football. How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, let's go cheer on Matt Ryan. 
15 fantasy points to beat Kent in the listener league. No, Matt no, Ryan, I need you. I need you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening guys. Make sure to keep, uh, your, you know, follow us on Twitter at fan, excuse me, at red shirts, FF pod. We have those, uh, red shirts reports coming out, which is what I was trying to say. So keep, keep those on track. We'll have the show on Wednesday for you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening guys. Once again, we are the red shirts.